Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. This is Gus from Common Law Word Nerds. Uh, we just for dummies.org, and tonight we're doing another show called Hands-On Health with Jeff and Dana. It's September 18th. And uh, you can find Hands-On Health at redressfordummies.org. There's a tab up there. And Jeff and Dana's uh, contact information is there. And you can um, you can get in touch with them. And uh, I, I just realized I've got somebody pulling into my driveway that I was supposed to be here two hours ago. <laughs> I'm going to mute out and let you guys do your thing. And I'll be back in a few minutes. Sweet. Well, hello, hello. How are you, Mr. Jeff? I'm good. How are you, Miss Dana? I I really cannot complain. I cannot complain. I'm back off vacation. I'm catching up and uh, just digging on the world. Back in the groove. Yeah, yeah, trying to get back in the groove. I was pretty caught up before I left, so that was that was decent. And now I'm ready. Like today, I was all on shampoos, like totally ready to make my new shampoo. Hopefully, it, you know, it's helpful. You guys are going to be maybe my guinea pigs, some of them, uh, you know, for hair regrowth and, and thinning and and whatnot. And I've got several other friends and family who want to try that, so I'm pretty excited. And, um, gosh, got all kinds of crazy, crazy weird, uh, not weird, not crazy, but very different illnesses and and things popping up. You know, a lot more um, people popping up with just really rare stuff, and, and a lot of it, you know, being like, well, we don't really know what causes this issue, but, you know, here's what you should do. And so kind of trying to work on some topicals for folks and, you know, again, explaining, you know, I, I you know, I think tonight, Jeff, we can really kind of still talk a lot about, about gut health and, you know, like, Gosh, dang it, there's just so many things going on with folks where nobody really understands the cause of what they're going through. But if you kind of do the, you know, like, oh, dot to dot, remember the dot to dot? You know, you do the dot to dot and you make the picture. So you start going through the whole dot to dot and asking questions and kind of... I. I find myself working backwards. I, I find myself working backwards most of the time. I'm always walking right. backwards kind of down the not very well-lit hallway so we can kind of get back to that starting point. And, kind of like and so much of it comes back to gut health. Yep. It all it all comes back you know? down to it. And 
Yeah, it really does. Uh, it all boils down to gut health all over again, no matter really what we're dealing with. And, you know, while you were on vacation, we did a couple shows with um, with Ron, who was is a survivor of the USS Liberty attack in, um, in 1967. And um, very interesting, you know, over the last couple of shows, what he said on the last show was really interesting was that, you know, since talking to me, he has had a breakthrough in his life. And he's really? got uh arth- he's got rheumatoid arthritis really bad and but yeah, he you know, he's finally dealing with the deaths of his shipmates on that boat. And, you know, the Liberty was attacked by Israel. They knowingly attacked the ship. Right. And these men were supposed to die that day. That ship should not have stayed afloat. And he believes, and, you know, anyone who knows the story believes that, you know, basically God held that boat up and, and kept some of those guys alive <laughs> to tell their story years later. Absolutely, did. Absolutely, and did. And so he, he said after 51, after 51 years, he's finally starting to mourn the deaths of his shipmates. And... He's given you know, himself so permission I talk finally, to him. and so many of us don't give ourselves right. permission to grieve and mourn, and um, and especially our military folks. I mean, and and those those folks, you know, the the generation of generations, and they um, suck it up, suck it up, Buttercup. That's what they were told to do, yeah, and that's what they, they did. They didn't talk about it, right? That's right. And so I'm sending him some extracts. I'm going to send him some samples this week. Um, send him some coffee. Send him some of the formulations. Uh, well, some of the calm the balance. I some can send him as well. Yeah, I will. Be- anything that you can think of for arthritis. He's got arthritis. He's had inflammation really bad. He's done nothing yeah, to help so it except. So much and he stayed, he stayed away from. Right. So he stayed away from painkillers for the most part. And so. You know, basically what we're doing, I'm just going to send him um, some some kidney formula. I'm going to send him some calm. And 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 these these two basic things will help him realize the inflammation uh, and realize the gut health. So I think he's going to have some really good things happen. You know, when he starts taking the extracts and once he starts, you know. Sure. Um, well, and those things are going to help. Yeah, we'll get him on something from from roots um, too. Right. Yeah. Well, the but those mushroom out, he's going to realize that a lot of his memories are there. They're going to help him build his immune system and his body back up. Um, right. You know, so that's absolutely. I was talking starts, with Donovan starts, the other day about kind of some of the differences between your extracts and ours. And I'm like, you know, there's really no comparison. Like, we have a tincture formula it's it's delivered of different. various mushrooms. Right. Like, you know, we have mushroom magic and we have turkey tail. And, you know, we've got some other things with mushroom extracts. And and ours are a, a, a very good mushroom extract. Um, but, you know, yeah, again, are. I was like, yeah. what you guys have is no comparison. It's just a very different product. And it, I'm like, no, this is a quality, you know, this is like a quality mushroom extract, and, and Donovan gets it, you know, like that, 
works in very different ways. And I'm like, and they got the spiffy extra third distillation, you know, like um, it's it's yeah. They have the enzyme, product. the enzyme so extraction. You're not going to overdose on mushrooms. <laughs> you're just no, probably you're just, not. And here's the thing. Well, here's the thing that's really important too. What's really important is that if you're using a tincture, it's delivering differently than if you're taking yes. an extract digestively. So yeah. they're going to be de- they're going to be delivered differently depending on what they are. As adaptogens, they're going to go to where they need to go, but one is going to be delivered in a completely different way than the other. The tincture is going to go in a different manner. It's going to ha- help the it's going to help nervous the nervous system. It's going to help neurologically a little bit differently, and it it may right. even get there a little bit quicker in a in a different well, way. There are different mechanisms where, of where, delivering a me- a, 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 a medicine. Right. You know, so it's it, and right. it's different strengths, and so it's 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 the same the same, I guess, uh, things that we're mixing together similarly. Uh, I want to say the same, but right. it's similarly, but yet it's, it's similarly, right? because of the extraction. Right, because we don't, use cha- we don't use chaga. We don't use chaga. We don't use turkey tail, right? We, we are a reishi-based. Yeah. We're, we're, we're reishi-based. Comp- reishi and lion's main and cordyceps. I mean, we do use the agaricus right. bullseye mushroom. We we do use maitake, shiitake, right? Mm-hmm. And we so we do use, but we you know the, here's the thing about the company. If you if you go to their home offices, you will find extracts of stuff you can't get in America. You will find Absolutely. you can only get in Asia, and you you can find like really potent extracts of like way crazy stuff, like like antlers and all kinds of different stuff. So, well, you know, gonna, they... Like, the other day I was totally thinking, though, I'm like, how in the hell did Reishi even get to mid-Missouri? You know, like, this is very much, an, an, a, you know, associated as an Asian uh, medicine and, and something that comes from, you know, obviously not, it, it didn't start in the States, I don't think. But you know, I was well, like the, the other you know, day, it like, said hold a reishi and mataki and right. shiitake well, I get, but you no know, mataki and reishi grow here real well. Turkey tail definitely does. Um, you know, so, and so does and reishi. Lions, you know, yeah, no, yeah, reishi and, does. And, yeah, I find and so does reishi. Actually, I found which a lot is crazy. Reishi. I found enough to keep myself right. sustainable uh, with from roots, but and and you know, but still. Um, you know, like, I haven't researched that yet. Like, how in the hell did, like, reishi even get here? Well, it's, they, you know, they say that fungi Or maybe it was here, from, but they, Asians utilized it first. They say that fungi, <laughs> fungi, fungi is from the cosmos. So, you know, the spores are the spores. Now, how did they get here? There's or a million different ways that they could have gotten here. The yeah, there's a Just million like different the ways other. that they could get here. Anything right. that's shipped here in a container container from another country has got all kinds of spores and mold and who knows what. And you know, it, it there's just you know all they right. get they get. Uh, you get these large storms that come from, well, you know, if I you mean, have a sandstorm that can come from Africa with, with and it can affect 
I, I, if you it, no, what I was saying is if you could have like a sandstorm, there's a there's a sandstorm that happens and you know the sand comes from Africa and it blows all the way over to us and and this and it goes the other way too. So if you can have something that delivers sand that far, surely you can have something that delivers spores that far. Well, yeah. Well, and they Inter- they travel interesting to on think about and feather and wind. Yeah. But you know, I was just like, you know, like thinking about how. Well, and I, I mean, I see it here because we people bring things. I mean, like Missouri, I, we are farmland, right. all of the farmland, but like where we're at, we have so many invasive species, Japanese honeysuckle, totally invasive everywhere. But I did find yep. medicinal uses like just this year, so I'm like, okay, I'm harvesting this shit. Um, you yep. know, uh, autumn olives. Uh, those are coming in now, and I love making fruit leather out of the berries. And there's other medicinal, ben- you know, there's like medicinal benefits. I haven't messed with it a lot because it's just so invasive. It's everywhere. Like it's, we just have it everywhere. Um, and and so I just haven't paid as much attention. But I was like, oh, it's invasive, so it sucks. Just like Japanese honeysuckle. And then I realized, whoa, it doesn't suck just like palmyphora, which is Osage orange here or hedge apples. Up until last year, I had no idea that hedge apples or palmyphora had any medicinal benefits. And in fact, these gigantic, huge things bigger than softballs going, how in the hell does this fruit not have any, you know, medicinal benefit? This is just bullshit. Like, uh and so, but then I, so I, well, it's been longer than that. So like then two years ago, I read about a guy who figured out a way to extract the palmyphora piece of, or whatever, the, some components of, of the, the hedge apple or the Osage orange. And the next thing you know, he's selling high dollar, super rich people, facial hey, creams. Because Palm of here. the Rocky. components of it, the palmyphora, Palm and, and palmyphora sounds beautiful. Sounds so, huh? right, yeah. So I'm like, okay, wait. If this guy's making face cream out of this shit, I'm like, well, great. He's, you know, harvesting tons and tons and tons of it. And then I start, you know what I did? I switched up my research. I pulled out different books. And once they went to Native American healing, guess what? anti-cancer boom i mean like it 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 was just they used it for for cancer and illness and significant disease but i wasn't researching the appropriate you know like the appropriate folks who utilize that particular herb and here, I mean, like the wives' tale is, well, yeah, you take a couple and stuff them under your crawl space, maybe behind a couch. They might keep bugs away. Other than that, nothing other than old wives' tales, yeah, they kill horses and cows. They, they, they kill them. They're poisonous. Well, they don't, but the damn animals have been known to try to eat them, and then they try to ingest the whole damn thing, and it sucks back in their throat, and they exist asphyxiate so it's not that it's poisonous they just asphyxiate 
um, because it is a very, very, very sticky substance once you begin to cut into it. And it's just big enough for those animals to be able to ingest and then, like us with a, you know, some nugget of something that we choke on. So, anyway, I'll be quiet, but, I, you know, it's just that no, you don't have to be quiet. I had a lot of introspect while I've been on vacation and thinking about things and exciting stuff. Oh, that's stuff. great. Hey, guys, I, mean, I, I got a little housekeeping here. It, I don't know if Beth yeah. is on here, but it says it says the live stream is offline. So I don't know oh. if Beth is on well, here and knows what's, what's up. I don't think he started. I don't think um, he. I don't think he started. He didn't start the recording. I thought I heard that. Well, mine says recording, but so it. Let me try to reload it. It says reload. So let me see what it. My computer does because I never get on a computer. Good call. Thank. You. Is this Eric? Yes, this is Eric, sorry. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you, Eric. I thought I recognized yeah, the, your voice. It is, it is recording. Um, so it's having, oh. I, I clicked on the reconnect, and so it says now it's recording still. Um, yeah, the, uh, the, 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 the live wire is not active, whatever that thing is that you were talking about, Eric. But people people can yeah. still uh, hear they can still hear us on the computer. But it's because yeah, I can't hear like you on my Kindle. It just, it just says live stream is offline, and if I try to turn it up, it doesn't. There's nothing. But I did type in one really? thing on the chat, and it did it did it did work. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with my Kindle. Oh. So I mean, it it says live, but like normally. I'll hear it, and then you see the little voice waves going across it. But right now yeah. it says live stream is offline. Please wait for the moderator to start the stream. So I, I have no idea. <laughs> Anyhow, I just thought I'd mention well, that because I didn't know. Well, that's thing to bring up. I don't even yeah, know how I'll, to get uh, into that. However, it got me to oh, like share screen. What? Oh, electronic stuff gets a little complicated. I just want it to show back on my computer where there was. Uh, there we go. Right. Sorry, talking to myself yeah, out loud. It says, it says live stream is offline, dude. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure how to turn it on. But mine show. Mine says it's recording. Thirty-three oh four oh five, and so on. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're definitely recording. I just, uh, I don't know if they can hear us on the computer or not. There's two people on their computer, and hopefully uh, they'll let us know. Um, but I'll, I'll, well, I'll try to turn I'm the live stream on. So. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm guest to learn. I'm going to connect to my audio on my computer. Well, I'm going to attempt to but this is a few pay grades above my level on technology. Uh, connection error, oh, well, of course, I live out in the middle of freaking nowhere. I live in the middle of everywhere, so it says poor network or firewall detected, please call by phone. Um, but it doesn't normally do that in my poor connection area. Hmm. We all know I have, like, terrible hamsters mating to make my internet work here. 
possibly the phone line as well. Oh, live stream is off. Okay. Let's see if I can turn it on. Um, hmm. Oh, I think it's off. There's no turning it on. So it must have been... Uh, must have been something I changed in the. Uh, it says live. There's a red button that says live, but there, it says it's off as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what I have. I have the red the red live button, but it just says live stream is offline. Well, I guess if any of yeah. us chose to fuck her up, this is probably the best one. <laughs> you know, I mean, because we're just kind of on, what is that, Bon Jovi, or I don't even know who it is, living on a whatever in a prayer, <laughs> living on a prayer. <laughs> so here's Yeah, I got a little bit here, of a cough that I took. I actually took some of my stuff down with me. I wish I would have taken more stuff, but I just took my Mesher Magic colloidal silver and I made some topicals with, like, uh, coconut oil and mentholatum and eucalyptus. And then I um, did some nasal. I made some inhalers with mentholatum and eucalyptus. And, oh, manuka honey. So that was kind of my quick, you know, survival pack I took down. And then, sure enough, we get down there, and I avoid... Typically, small children and sick people, like, as much as possible. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm good if I have to be around them. But, you know, like, I don't unnecessarily expose myself to little critters, especially at the beginning of the school year. So we have my sweet little niece, who's just a toddler. And I, I think she, you know, brought some kind of germs in. Uh, you know, that was this upper respiratory bullshit, funk, cough, fever ache. I don't know. I haven't been sick in more than 15 years. I haven't been to a doctor in more than 10. Well, I almost got sick to make a trip. So we're going to talk about, I want us to talk about a little bit about travel and sickness and differences in bacteria. But anyway, so my sweet little nub-nub came and got everybody, you know, tried to get everybody sick. Um, and so, boom, 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 hit them, her and her mom and dad, like, within, you know, that 24 hours, were all kind of, like, snotting and sneezing and coughing and not feeling good, and I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm like, I'm bringing my shit out, and <laughs> what I brought, and so I took out the Mushroom Magic, I only had three ounces of that, I had, like, a one-ounce bottle of colloidal silver, you know, about ten ounces of Manuka honey, and you know, then the topicals and inhalers and stuff, and I'm like, okay, three times a day, boom, you know, take your drops, take your licks, take, you know, do this, apply, and and they were good within about a day and a half. My brother uh, took a little longer. Uh, well, I'm, uh, in, he smoked cigarettes and, you know, was having fun, so... Um, and he tends to suffer with allergy stuff, so I didn't, like, take lungs or, you know, something more for allergy-based. I just kind of took basic stuff. Oh, and I took Kratom uh, for pain, which we actually needed that, and I took migraine, and we needed that. So, but, um, you know, like, nobody was 
feeling bad more than about a day and a half. And then my sister-in-law's sister, she got sick, and she actually missed, like, you know, just like a day at the beach and hung out and slept and took took the the stuff. And, you know, it, it, again, about a day, day and a half. Um, so that's not bad. I think my brother might have been sneaking some pharmaceutophed or some shit like that, and that's okay, because the poor guy wasn't feeling good, and I didn't have everything he needed. But, you know, it was really good. So I cannot stress enough how people should prepare, like when they go on vacation, when you're going into stressful situations. You know, vacation's great, but it's stressful as shit. Um, We take for granted how much stress impacts our bodies. And I'm going to leave it at that, but, you know, I really think going into this school just started, we're getting ready, a lot of the population I deal with on a regular basis, we're getting ready to go into fall, winter time, Um, you know, and folks need to begin pumping their immune systems up. They really should have been doing it in spring. Spring's when you pump your immune system for winter, and we're always behind. And I don't think people get that. So, you know, I think that would be a really great thing for us to talk about tonight. Hmm. Wow, I didn't realize that. Hmm. Well, think, I mean, you know, think about it. It holds up for that long? If you, well, if you no, get it no. all primed up in the summer? It takes that long to build it. So if you're, like, oh, bee okay. propellus is a wonderful example of, or honey, local honey. People say, oh, if you have allergies, take bee propellus, take local honey. Boom. Well, those are phenomenal ways to deal with allergies. However... You need to start in the spring for your fall allergies, or you need to start in the fall for your spring allergies. So you've got to start the season before. So like this year when you're kicking yourself in the ass and going, God, I feel like shit, like my friend Alicia tonight was like, oh, my God, you know, it's whatever year and we haven't eradicated allergies. How does this exist? And I'm like, well, you haven't gotten your histamines under control in your body you haven't gotten the inflammation under control in your body yet, and we can't kill all the plants. So, you know, like, it's, it's, it's understanding what's going on, but this allergies aren't something that just happen. Allergies are something that develop over time. Those things typically develop as we're seeing more and more and more and more and more people with allergies. When I was a kid... Like, maybe, well, we had a couple kids who had, we had, like, one kid who had a milk allergy, and then we had another kid, two more, like, three more kids who developed milk allergies, but on Fridays when chocolate milk was served, chocolate milk was okay. It didn't give them an allergy. They just didn't want to fucking drink milk. (laughs) Excuse my language, but they didn't. They didn't want to fucking drink the white milk. (laughs) That's how they got out of drinking the milk. But Fridays, when the chocolate milk was around, boom, that shit's allergy-free. So, you know, I, there's a lot of, of stuff goes on. But you're, you're, it's not that it's that quick. It's that it takes that much. I mean, 
building an immune system is like building a house. You have to build a foundation. And I'm going to punt that off to you, Jeff. You know, like, or kind of, but, you know, or, or Gus. You have to have a foundation, correct? You don't build a house. Well, I have a house without a great foundation. That's, it was going right. to be a shop. Apparently, the people built it on a floating slab. And so, basically, our house is freaking cracking in half. And actually, it's falling apart in a couple ways now. And it's not like a bad house or an ugly house or an old house. It was a house that was built as a shop by dumbasses, decided, woo, we're too deep in. We'll turn it into a house. And we live in a county that says, hey, you don't have to disclose that shit. You don't have to have these certain codes, which I'm cool about, because I don't want to go get a permit every time I want to add on to my chicken house or update my goat house or build a porch. Uh, But we now have a house that is splitting in half. So if we don't take care of our foundation, we're going to break. We're going to crack and break. Yes, we are. And that's the gut health. Yeah. The bottom line is that, you know, it's really what goes first when, you know, that it's really the first thing that people aren't paying attention to. They don't realize, you know, we hear this all the time from our friends, you know, oh, I don't pay attention to that. Oh, it's not that important. Oh, you know, I got, I'll get back on my diet. I got to die somehow. I love that one. I'll Number one thing. But we all got to die somehow. Well, I, I like and we I like do. people who say I have to get back. I have to get back on my diet. Yeah, you have to get back on your oh, diet. As if you didn't have a diet. You don't have a diet every day. Your, your diet. Your diet every day. It's a healthy is your lifestyle. Diet. I mean, I don't get that. Well, it's the programming, though. It's the indoctrination, and so it's nobody's fault. It's people. You know, I had this discussion with my mom. The no, other actually, night, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really jump in. I need to jump in, right? I need. To, wait, hold on a second, apology. Dana. On that note. Okay. <laughs> on that note. On that note. Hold on a second. It's very important that it's okay. that it's nobody's fault. Okay. Bullshit. No. Okay. Because there comes there no, comes no, a point no, in no, time it is. It when is fault. no, like my my way. Yeah, that, I mean, I yeah, we've we've been conditioned. It's my fault. We've been conditioned. We've been yeah. conditioned. We've I, been you know that is definitely that's say, definitely. I can't help it. So that's I definitely. Pulled my words out on me tonight or yesterday. To, uh, yeah, just when I got back from vacation, and because we were talking about somebody, he goes, uh, and I mentioned I had seen somebody that we grew up with, and I didn't recognize that person because they were very big, and. I wasn't trying to judge. I was just very shocked um, because they were always a very good-looking whatever individual. Not that they weren't this time. It was just shocking the difference. Wouldn't have in a million, and especially if I didn't know the person worked where they did, I I still wouldn't have made the connection. Um and my husband brought up to me the other night, and he said, well, no, 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 You said, well, most, most people who are big, he's throwing it in my face, can't, you know, they can help that they're big. And I said, well, and he said, you know, yeah, outside of you said genetics and, you know, a few other things, 
it's a choice. Well, yes, it's ba- it's not a choice to be big for most. It's choices that lead to us being big, you know. And But, you know, I was like, oh, damn, he's listening. <laughs> um, but it, it, it is a choice. And what um, – well, go ahead, Jeff. I'll be quiet right there, but I don't want to cut you off again. No, I mean, the only thing I was trying to get at was that, you know, we can be victim for so long, but once we know, once we know, once the information is brought to us, or once we find the information or someone shares the information, once we have the information in front of us, and we don't use that information, or we poo-poo it, or we push it aside, or we don't listen to it, um, that's when it's willfully ignorant. That's when it be, and then and then willful ignorance turns into stupidity when someone gets even more sick and, and is still not paying attention to what yes. they're putting in their mouth. So it oh, yeah. it definitely it, you know like to smoke or yada yeah, yada. I mean yada, the diabetes, yeah. but I continue to eat sweet cakes. Yeah, well, whatever it is, you know, I mean, just yeah, yeah. whatever it is, and yeah, any and, of it, and, and it's not those folks. So I don't want to pick on those folks because there's all kind of. We all Bottom line is, gut health do. is everything. Gut health is everything. And that's the foundation. And once you realize that, and you realize that you can overdo it with probiotics, and that you need to really get into raw fruits and raw plant and raw greens yep. and plants and smoothies well, and, and juicing and supplementation and enzymes and... Um, well, I had a lady hit me today on the From Roots site, like via email, and said, okay, so because we get that, you know, so have you ever heard of this one? Well, and, and I've got to, because it's, it's NP is the, but I, I, I have to go back and even look because it wasn't something I was familiar with. Um, and it's a, a skin a skin issue, you know, at this point, most literature says we don't know what in the hell causes this, which then says to me inflammation, and everything set to me says inflammation or autoimmune, whatever. So we don't know what causes this, but you get these big skin lesions, and there's a lot of itching, and there's a lot of pain, and... Um, then, you know, there's a lot of steroids that are used, and there's a lot of this and a lot of that and a lot of, uh, 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 I don't know, a lot of pharma pharma that's used, a lot of stuff that's used, and none of it's very effective. And and then, I you know, as I began to research more and more, well, then there's some folks who say, well, this is definitely autoimmune you know, freaking get with an immunologist, well, that makes sense because, again, whenever you have, your body's going to push things out, and it's going to come out through your bowel, it's going to come out through your skin, it's going to come out through your kidneys, so urine, I mean, your body's going to push things out basically four different ways, and if it's coming out through the skin, that's the biggest organ we have on our body, right? So that is always going to go back to kind of autoimmune. Your body is attacking itself. Whenever you have lesions, multiple lesions, many lesions that are very difficult to heal or being healed, your body is attacking itself, most likely. You know, not. I'm not saying that's 100%. I can't, you know, die. 
but your body's attacking itself. And so, again, you know, again, autoimmune goes back, and it's inflammation, and it's modulation. And when we go back to modulation, we have to look at specific mushrooms. We have to look at things that don't increase the immune system. We have to modulate the immune system. We have to calm things down, but not suppress, which is what doctors, because that's what they're taught, not to beat on them, but and sometimes what works best with what we have conventionally is, okay, we'll suppress the immune system and then we'll use steroids. And so then we're all super fucking fucked up and, you know, your body's just running around like a bunch of fleas in, like, a wind tunnel and you just see a bunch of little black things floating around. You know, it's just like this dust in a wind tunnel, whatever you want to call it. And, And there's no control. So we have to slow things down, but not suppress. It's really never very good to suppress any one thing. Moderation in most things usually works, right? So we want to avoid extremes and bounce in between the middles until we find our sweet spot. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> Sorry. I've been no, doing a lot of not, thinking you, over the last week. No, it's good. So, you know, um you know, this is where gut biome, you know, people, you know, understanding that it's it's bacteria, it's fungi, and it's parasites. And yes, you know, you have to get rid of them. You have to get rid of them in order to get everything working correctly. And you have to address these issues right away. And you have to address them whether you think they exist or not. You need to yep. address it. And you need to do the protocol. And basically, it's a reboot. In my opinion, it's a reboot. And as much as it's, you know, it's it's a it's it's a clear it's a remediation. That's what I like to call it because really that's what modulation is and that's what mushrooms do, and that's what really we're trying to do in the gut yeah. is we're trying to remediate it and get it back to its workable way of doing things, its own ecosystem working correctly, you know. And so it's just like right. the environment itself out there every day where we have these toxic, you know, waste dumps and these things that get spilled, and the first thing that comes in is fungi and bacteria to remediate everything and get rid of everything. Well, and people and say, you know, I've, I've heard, people I've heard people ask, we have, I've had I'm people sorry. ask, um, you know, well, what kind of byproduct comes from uh, fungi eating plastic? Well, what kind of, there is no byproduct. It's, what you get is a fungus that's got the plastic inside of it, basically what it is. And I mean, the fungus is now eating the plastic and basically digested the plastic. So now it's, it's got, it's got that plastic in it. You don't want to eat that fungus. Right. You don't want to yeah. ingest that fungus. And that's, you know, this is very important when people, you know, are harvesting in the wild and things like that. They need to know exactly what their stuff is growing in and why it's growing there. You know? Oh, yeah. And pay attention like, to that. I, I don't, <laughs> you I know don't, that real I well. Don't harvest. Yeah, like I don't mess with anything in waterways. Um, right. You know, like. 
I just don't screw with that. I mean, there might there there's limited factions where I might, but generally speaking, I don't I don't screw with anything that grows around waterways um, because I I can't necessarily. You know, and it's just very specific areas. But generally speaking, you can't. If it's a ditch, if it's near a farm field, if it's near a fence line, if you don't know those areas well, and especially if they farm, don't freaking harvest that shit. If you're out, you know, wildcrafting stuff, you know, you first of all, you need to have permission where you're at. But second of all... You have to know where you're you're collecting these things from. How far away from you are from are you from the the local farming area? I love farmers, but damn it, all my farmers use Roundup or Glyphosate products or GMO, uh, you know, seeds, and and so I can't harvest anything anywhere near anything within a you know like a mile or two and, you know if it's it's if it's good tree and forest you know you're pretty safe but you, you have to be very safe in in where you would would harvest something to make sure that it's not contaminated because everything i mean real and and then everything generally speaking unless it's in a super controlled environment like you know like it takes to grow mushrooms indoors or something it you know it, everything's contaminated so it's eat this not that clean this you know there's the dirty dozen of you only eat organic there's you know a certain certain ones that yes it's okay but you got to wash them and you can still eat so we really need to have a better understanding of what we're dealing with regarding toxins and our what we're ingesting and you know for you and us and but the mushrooms um you know like you say they remediate right and so do the, so do many other things you know that help us remediate yes. the gut you know not just mushrooms but there's, oh, there's yeah. you know just the way just the I'll way we Look at what we're putting things in our mouth. Just the way we look at what we're putting in our face, you know. um, And thinking about that Starbucks coffee for what it really is. Thinking about that glass of soda for what it really is. Thinking about that Snapple or that Gatorade or this processed crap that you're drinking or you're eating, you know. um, And really taking that into consideration. All this fast food that yo can I, I can I try that teriyaki chicken? Mm, that tastes good. Let me have some of that. Yeah. When you know. we went when we went down for our vacation, we were fortunate enough to have a place where obviously we had a full kitchen and you know, a nice place to cook and eat and and I mean like right out of the gate when we all they had already gone, like some of the family was there like a day before and you know, I did the quick scan and I knew what things would be like and I was like Wow, yeah, there's not really anything I'm going to eat here, um, you know, within reason. Now, trying not to be, I do try not to be what I sometimes call, my, you know, a, a food snob. So if I'm at a barbecue, you know, I'm just not going to not eat everything. I'm, 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 I'm going to make conscious choices about 
you know, eating appropriate amounts, you know, so I don't gain 19 pounds that night. But, so, you know, I went and spent, shit, $225 when we all went to the grocery store. My part alone was 225 And pretty much everything I had, I had, like, jasmine rice, and then I had nine or ten kinds of fruit, and I had uh, watercress and spinach and, you know, apple cider vinegar. You know, I had all, I bought all the essential things I thought we would need. So we also had, you know, organic apple cider vinegar and garlic and lemon. And I made, you know, cucumber lemon water, like, boom, right out of the gate with some pineapple in it. I quick made up a fruit salad with all kind, you know, like all kinds of, and everybody tore it up every single day. And usually multiple times a day, people were eating that fruit salad. And I think that helped keep people kind of healthy and in line um, because that took a lot of place of even the trail mixes that, you know, like I saw bags of trail mixes, different kinds of things like that that were bought that you, in my past life, I would have gone, man, that's so freaking healthy. I'm totally, you know, going to bulk up on this trail mix with these M&Ms and grapes and frozen candied things and nuts, but it's delicious. But, I, yeah, I'm going to be healthy. And I would have, you know, bulked up on hundreds of calories of shit that wasn't healthy, but it was packaged cool, and it looked very earthy. So... And they seemed healthy things, I, but what I wouldn't have paid attention to was how they were processed. So anyway, there was a lot of that stuff. And, uh, you know, so there there were things. And then I, one of my sister-in-laws was, you know, cooking to, um, she was doing more of a paleo or I, I, I don't know what it was, but, you know, kind of low-carb. I don't even know what the hell she was doing, but she was trying to eat healthy. It was something I'd done in the past, and, you know, it's just diets don't work. Healthy lifestyles do. Hello? Hello? It's never an easy way to transition there without seeing people. Is that Eric? No, this is Floyd. Floyd? Yeah, Floyd in Michigan. Hi, Floyd. I I, I got on about 9.30. Dude, you are my dude on on the person to talk about eating healthy, changing your life. Dude, listen, everybody needs, needs to listen to Floyd from Michigan, hands down. I'm going to be quiet and let Floyd talk. It's been a rough journey, but I'm still working on it. Yeah, but Uh, Floyd, share your story with folks, man. This is exciting. Well, well, it's been several years now when uh, I really have become a a human wreck. I... uh, was eating garbage all day, every day, too much of everything, and 
suffering from anxiety and depression and a load of health problems. And I went to a doctor and I, I weighed just under 600 pounds. That is, and and Floyd, I I get where you're at to the degree that my grandfather, who, like, they had to break me from calling him, like, dad and who helped raise me, you know, I had a young mom, but my grandfather, we were so close, and, and he was close to 600 pounds when he passed, and he struggled with weight most of his life, so I, I get that where you were at, size, you know, in life. Well, I, I know where it started. It started in '98 when my when my father passed away because we we were like we weren't like father and son. We were like brothers or something. You know, we were way past father and son. We were like best friends and all that. And when my dad passed away, I slipped into a horrible depression. And when I did that. I medicated with food, basically. Right. And, uh, well, when I got to the near 600-pound level, I uh, went to the doctor, and they did a bunch of tests on me and everything. And my doctor just gave me the bad news. He said, Floyd, your cholesterol is so high, your blood pressure is so bad, your diabetes is out of whack, you could basically die any time now. So he mm-hmm. said, you can do something about it or you can start on you your journey. You busy dying. The right. the skin wagon. So I started, and I got enough out of the depression in between the bouts of badness every day that I started doing online research. And I had had cannabis experience in the past but I got away from it for a long time okay and right because it was time to grow up right and right you know and uh, time to grow up do adult things yeah I didn't touch the booze I didn't touch any drugs at all for a very long time but then I started hearing all these stories about how cannabis could heal this and heal that and I'm like where did this come from? Because I didn't know anything about this stuff growing up. All I knew is you could get high, you know. Right. So so uh, I knew I had to do something about the weight. Well, I had already had the use of a Vitamix blender, but I didn't really Beautiful. do nothing with it. All I did was use it to cook with. <laughs> To make sauces. You are a phenomenal and- cook, dude. If Floyd, need, Floyd, you need to have, or we need to have, like a Floyd section for Floyd's what's for, you know, what what's for dinner or lunch or your your <laughs> meal plans are phenomenal. Although I would get fat if I ate, like, wow. Well, dude. I don't even with a, a lot, lot of young. A lot of the stuff I make that I post online. I don't even eat. I make it for people right. that want to eat. I know you do. Because you keep your cal- caloric intake around 1,200, don't you? Well, or less, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because well, mine's well, like 1,200. Usually, usually uh, most days, I don't go past 1,000 calories. Yeah. 
And See, that's you're, long you're long on long. the same. That's where I'm at. Just and and um, so meeting my thousand calorie, twelve hundred calorie caloric intake. So if I were like, oh, I want to have a couple natty lights. Well, damn, those are like ninety hundred calories. So I, you know, it's yeah, like. Right, right. Don't get to have my That's beer. Like, like me for beverages, I I strictly limit. I I have like lemon yep. water. I yep. have green tea with something in it, like mango or something like that. Yep. Or peach. Which is great uh, with. But what terpene does mango have a lot of? Myrcene. And what does myrcene do? Well, we know what that does. <laughs> Well, we do, but the folks who may listen don't. Well, it, it I'm drawing a blank right now. Help me out. No, well, it helps. It helps. I mean, mercine, one of the biggest benefits is it helps cannabis, specifically THC, cross the right. blood-brain barrier, um, you know, and it works synergistically, but that's what gives that relaxed feeling or couch lock feeling with cannabis, but a relaxed feeling than with mercy yeah so it, well, it, it's a very calming right calm, sorry well, I, I, getting I, back to the to the weight anyways uh yeah. because of my issues with uh severely restricted mobility because of the severity of my arthritis and fibro and i mean i got a, still got a myriad of health issues but I mean, all I can do is work at it. Anyway, uh, because I couldn't exercise so much, I had to severely restrict the calorie intake. But in that sense, not just that, but you still have to do some exercise to lose your weight. Even restriction of calories isn't going to get you to your goal. So I started Well, no, and you have to deal with the skin issue. Uh, well, I am uh, a lot of trying to skin. tighten as you go. Well, I got a lot of floppy excess skin still, you know, but, I mean, I've been told by a couple of doctors the only way to really fix that is get to near my goal weight and I'll have to do cosmetic surgery. Yeah, no, that oftentimes, especially with where you're at and where 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 you're going on your journey, um, there's yeah, it doesn't just suck back up. There's no you know, it stretches no. and orgness in it. No, yeah. well for for exercise now I started doing the it's called sit and be fit. Have you heard of that? Uh, I have, but I'm not super familiar with it, and I think that well, other folks really benefit from hearing about it. They they actually do a show on public television, and it's called Sit and Be Fit. Mm-hmm. And I have recorded quite a few episodes, so I use them to guide me through workouts. Plus, I have and I don't know if that's can... anything like I'll do starter stuff with my folks who could never go to a gym or who are no way, you know, so where we might go and we work on raising our butt up from the chair or we work on lifting canned goods or, you know, stepping yeah. up on a step and, dance, you know, so, but I, I'm not well, sure. The thing, 
you have to start somewhere, and even a little bit of motion is better than none. Yep. You got it. So, Just get moved. Right. Like that, you ever remember that movie Shawshank Redemption? Oh, gosh, I love it. It's one of my favorites. Well, you remember Andy Dufresne, who was wrongly imprisoned. He said, right. this one line I always remember, either get busy living or get busy dying. Get busy dying. My husband likes to say, well, just go ahead and smoke that skin wagon, which comes from, like, Tombstone or something. And, you know, and and not that anybody needs to smoke their skin wagon, but it's like, you know, we do have a choice. You either get busy living or you get busy dying. And that's pretty right. much what we're doing. Every choice, in therapy, my 25 years, I told folks, you're either moving towards something or you're moving away from something. Figure, you, you know, you know, you're either trying to move towards it or you're trying to avoid it. So let's figure it out and then let's go from there. But there's basic yeah. function. Basic function. You're right. After, after I did the research and I made the decision that I was going to go forward instead of busy dying. I thank God. Usually, first thing I started to do was changing my diet. You know, I quit eating junk food like cold turkey. I just, which was kind of bad because it was really rough at first. But right, I just, as I was. Oh, I bet you went through a period where you didn't want to eat anything. Oh You're yeah, like, I'd rather eat. And starvation yeah, <laughs> I actually developed a slight fear of food for a little while. Yeah. Because I was uncertain. I was certain I didn't want to eat bad stuff, but I was uncertain about what to eat for good stuff. So, yep. that's, you know, that had a period of indecision there. But I slowly learned because, I mean, come on, we got all the tools we need online, basically. It, you know, you learn from what you you read, and and the only way knowledge is turned into wisdom is with good decisions on what you do with that knowledge. So, absolutely, I started studying more about cannabis because I learned, you know, that it was healing people of different things or helping them at least in a lot of things. So I got back into the growing aspect and the caregiver aspect, then from making concentrates and juicing. That, I think, is helped Well, vaping helped you as well, right? Vaping, juicing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oil. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, the oil, Topicals. yeah. Well, the oil, it healed up my enlarged prostate. Completely. It completely healed now, up my Now, I'm going to ask, and you don't have to answer, but I think you would. So, for prostate stuff, though, I feel like uh, the taint, I call it the taint. I can't remember the actual word, but the landing strip between the anus and the the scrotum, right? So, for prostate, um, that's a really, to me, in my opinion, is a great spot to apply topically, Certain things. Well, that I would didn't help. do that. I, I 
actually made my own suppositories and started using it that way. Okay. That, that, is, is it called the dode? I, uh, <laughs> I was doing a suppository three times a day. Is it called the dode? I can't remember what it's called. I can't even. I. I mean, honestly, I'd have to Google it because I. 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 I just always I just... lightheartedly call it kind of the landing strip or the taint because whether it's a girl or a guy, it taint one and it taint the other, so it's that area, and that's my country way of saying it. Um, but yes, there there is a Latin or more better. A medical way to say it. I just, I, I couldn't tell you for sure. I'd have to Google it <laughs> or look up my, one of my books, I could, you know. I can tell you what my dad used to call it. He called it the Fromunda region. The what? Fromunda <laughs> region. <laughs> okay. And? Because <laughs> it, it, it came from under where your balls hang. <laughs> There you go, the from under, like the Dunlapped over with the belly over, you know, like, right. So, yeah, and you're kind of, that's a Midwest kind of, you're almost Midwest like I am. So, yeah, that would go hand well, in hand. Well, my, my parents are from your country. They're from Missouri. That's right. Yeah, because you come down mm. to southern Missouri and fish and whatnot. You've got people. Yeah, I got peeps got all peeps. over down there. Mm-hmm. I got peeps in Pacific, St. Louis area, Bloomfield, yeah. uh, yeah, Gray Ridge, Yeah, all in the southeastern, the boot heel, they call it. Oh, yeah, no, we went all through there on our way to... Well, not really, not the boot heel, but we did go through Sykeston. I was amazed at the cotton fields, so we're digressing, but I had no idea cotton was baled in big round bales like hay. I just got to throw that out there. I had no idea it was combine like soybeans or corn or whatever. So that was very enlightening. My family and I were all just like, holy shit, wow, this is very cool, Uh, you know, so got to learn something. I wonder well, I was like on, on subject about the weight. Uh, yes, sorry. We digress. After I learned after I learned about the concentrates with the cannabis and readjusting my my diet configuration and adding exercise gradually but it you know more and more as weeks went by. Uh And and for some, exercise might be lifting as much of your upper body as you can on the bed, Um, laying on the bed and lifting legs. So even if you're bed-bound, you can still do exercise. Oh, yeah. yeah. And not that you were, but I want everybody to know. Muscles will turn to jelly if you don't. Yeah. I uh, I bought a uh, thing. It's like a, a bicycle with just the pedals on it. 
to strengthen my legs where you can sit in the chair and just move your legs and, you know, right leg. Yes. Right. And those are great and, um, because, again, you've got to get your legs strengthened so you can carry, especially if you're heavier, right. you've got right. to be able to carry your body weight and comfortably. Right. Yeah. And uh, when I started the suppositories for my uh, prostate, that actually, after about two and a half months, I was like back to normal in just two and a half months. So that what was, what milligram suppositories do you think you were using? And and kind of tell tell folks because their strain strains are important and terpene I, profiles I are because terpene. Yeah, when I first started them, I was using uh, White Widow. And OG Kush, and I made a combination of those, and uh, suppositories were like 250 milligrams each. And those are indica dominant yep. strains. Like White Widow's the one of the only mm. indica strains I'll mess with, and I don't even jack with Kush. So, uh, like White Widow, once in a while I will. So those are heavy indica strains, but good indica strains. Land race strains, right. at least the the White Widow is. Um, and well, so I and I bring that up just because I want people to understand the medicine you were using. Well, the, and the juicing of the cannabis because I started that too because back then I didn't have any kind of growing going on, but I had right. connections to growers. And they were basically just giving me their leaf trim. I was collecting from. And that's from... so important. Like, if we could have everybody, even at a minimum, juicing cannabis, holy shit, five leaves a day, THCA, and I just want to interject this and I'll be quiet. THCA is a beautiful thing in that it, it, uh, activates the entire endocannabinoid system versus just a CB1 or a CB2 receptor or fitting in right. to a receptor in a particular way. So THCA and CBDA have been shown right. to be very effective yeah. with modulating the body and inflammation. Well, I stumbled. I stumbled quite accidentally onto Durban poison. I a son who was growing he was growing a lot of Durban poison and I was getting That's exclusively perfect. from him I was getting the leaf and consequently I found out the leaf of the Durban poison contains a high amount of THC V. The V is the urine. Yep. The baron suppresses suppresses your appetite. So I discovered that by accident, and because I noticed when I was juicing that my appetite was under control. Yeah, the voraciousness had left me, and that's why today. Durban poison is like always going to be in my rotation. 
Well, that's one of the few that has a fairly high, and it's not very high. It's like what, like 6% or less of, of THCV? Huh? 0.6%. It's 0.6%. Yeah, 0.6%. And so it's a really yeah. tiny amount, but that THCV is amazing. Yeah, see, that's why, well, now I'm getting away from the mentor programs. I'm sliding away because the guys already know basically I, I can teach them now anyway. And I'm going to start well, into the brain. And now they're going to start doing what you did, and you're going to be able to specialize more. Well, yeah, because I'm going to concentrate more on lab work and breeding. And, right. And uh, with the breeding... You and Louie should get um, together. Who's Louie? Uh, my buddy from Ohio. I'll make sure... Uh, you've chatted oh. before, but I'll make sure you guys know each other. I, uh, well, we just got a hold of a, a land race last week. It's called Red Congolese. It's a 100% it. thing. It's from the Congo in Africa. Wow. And uh, the reason why I wanted that so bad is because it has over 1% THCV in it. That's game changing because yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't have. Very, I, that's just amazing. I've been searching for this. Well, there's another strain that is practically a legend. It's called Doug's Varen. I don't know if you've heard of it, but. No, I'm, and I'm not familiar with that either. Well, it's super high, too. It's like 1.2% THCV. Really? So that's one I've been... Yeah, I've been searching for that for several years. And no, like a lot of people have never even so, heard about yes, it. Yes, and then stabilizing. So, yeah, obviously breeding. And so for folks that don't understand, it's not about just going, oh, I'm going to go get this, this uh, strain and I'm going to use this, and it's going to make me better. Because Durban Poi, I've never encountered it. And I'm, you know, again, where I'm at, I get it. But I haven't. And I haven't said yet, oh, I I absolutely need to find this strain, you know, and, and put my organic grower people, you know, people I know on it. But I, I don't have access. General population, most people, and I've never heard of it being in a really a uh, whatever, where they sell cannabis and stuff, the the dispensaries. Yeah, and real out out in Colorado, it's a big thing there right now. So it, it's well, not hard to obtain Colorado. Right, but yeah, but not everybody. So then, okay, so but seeds. You know you can't depend on seeds, so then it's clones. Well, all of a sudden, transporting clones is a little bit different, or you know, getting clones to where they need to be <laughs> legally well, is. I've been really fortunate though, because I know several guys that are breeders, and right. those well, guys right. have connections 
because of their network of who they're with, and that's consequently how I've been able to get. Right, but that, you know, that takes like folks like there. us. I've 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 not been in this game as long as you have, and I don't do the same things you do, and and vice right. versa. Um, and it's taken years to accumulate that knowledge, those contacts, those people. What I mean, I. I, it's, it's you know, for, we, we have to remember for a lot of folks, just being able to obtain trim, well, and trim's harder than bud, but being able to, uh, afford, you know, find bud that's organically grown, that's right. a decent strain to fit, you know, because for cancers and significant disease, often we're looking for indica dominant strains. Um, I, you know, well, and, and then there's. You know, for me, for me, so, anyway, uh, what, what, what you're doing is just phenomenal, though. Because it, it shows me, how little it takes. For me, what's more important isn't just. Because we got these guys out here. That are, supposed to be caregivers and this and that. And I see these young guys coming up and basically the only thing they're concerned with is how high THC they can get on. THC is. And that's just and I, not and tell you, that's not the game. That's not the game. The game is in medical and the game is in terpene profiles. And, yes. you know, not the, the, 60, total the old school 60 and 90. Yes, some people will need to do a lot of cannabis oil. However, it's changed so much in the last five years, I can't even believe it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and, and Floyd, you've watched it change way longer than I have, but... Yeah. yeah, terpene profiles is where it's at because that's, you know, people talk about indica and sativa and hemp and CBD, but all of it boils down to terpene profile. Boom. And then yeah. isoflavins and flavonoids and yada, yada, yada. But terpene profiles but, are what map out right. these plants. But there's, a yeah. school, there's different schools of thought on it. Because I got some of these young guys who are doing isolates, but there's the terpenes are gone. Right. Okay. So you have to add it back and, in. But here's the deal with that: a lot of guys think a terpene is a terpene, but it ain't. You can't no. just add. You can't just add terpenes from like citrus into it and think it's the same medical type of. Uh, terpene you're going to need for the cannabis to be added back. No, you got to have the terpenes. Well, but you can add terpenes in, in to have medicinal effect, but it's not going to be the same terpene profile as the cannabis plant, which they have right. cannabis extract terpenes. Like, so that, you know, like they have a Blue blue Dream, my favorite, most best medicine favorite in the world. I think everybody should blue have it on their blue shelf. Blue. Yeah. Huh? I'm working on uh, uh, crops, and we, we got a hold of seed stock from 
1986 White Widow. Oh, my God. You wrote about that the other day. Right. And we got... uh, we got seeds from uh, uh, 1980, I think it was 81 or 82, skunk number one. And uh, we got some, like, original developed, not all the stuff that's been intermingled and crossbred. And they're no, still no, calling no, land race. I mean, true land race stuff. Yeah, my buddy's and got I, seeds. I, I my buddy's got seeds race. dating back to 1984. Oh, I wow. got seeds from the late seventies. <laughs> yep. I, I got original I got original uh Parvati farmhouse that came right out of the Himalayans. That came from a buddy of mine years ago who had was on a religious vigil over there and brought back seeds and I haven't tried to Germinate any of those yet, but we recently germinated some uh some white widow from eighty six and they took. So they're yeah, actually how cool right is it here. to be able to talk about cannabis seeds and strains from years like people do about their wine. Ha <laughs> ha there you go, soccer mom. <laughs> Boom. Well this is my yep. nineteen eighty six okay. white widow. <laughs> I germinated. <laughs> With coconut water and maple syrup. No, I'm. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Let me tell you my original grow roots. Have you ever heard of Neville, the seed king from over in Holland? Yes. Well, I originally in 1977, I had an issue of High Times magazine. They did an interview with Neville. They called him the seed king. This guy had already been breeding seeds over there for several years, and he was selling seeds. He was the originator of skunk number one. Uh, That's where I got my start. My first crop was skunk number one. Right. They were were $10 per seed, and you had to send them. Wow, then? They were $10 a seed when? Yeah, in 1977. Wow. You had to to send them cash money wrapped in, uh, you know, the old typewriters, the copy paper on them? (laughs) Yeah. You you had to wrap it in that and then mail, air mail directly (laughs) to them. Okay, so my people don't air mail anything anymore. So uh, so I sent him $1,000 in cash. I got my seeds. He guaranteed each and every one of his seeds, and he took your word. And if it didn't Germany, he would replace it for free. So I germinated my first batch, and I had about, I think it was like 30 or 40 no-takes. I sent him a letter. He sent me more seeds. So right on. that's where I got my son. The guy. Huh? Oh, no, I just saying, what a good guy. And, and I mean, he, he you more seeds. And... Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, the first big thing we did was in a warehouse. And uh, 
it wasn't really you couldn't call it high tech. We bought these uh twenty pound bags of organic soil and we laid them in rows and we cut a big X in the plastic in the middle, poked a few drain holes in the bottom and ran water lines to them and we used uh rock wool cubes to start them into seedling. Then we transplanted them into the bags of the organic dirt and ran a water line to them. <laughs> and uh, that was the first crop there. Times have and changed we, a little bit. And uh, we actually did, we got super lucky being novices. Somebody's making some background noise really. there. Is that Gus or somebody? That's not me. I just got ice for my lemon water, and I apologize. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. I forgot anyway, to I, no, it's fine. It's fine. I was getting ice out for my lemon water. <laughs> so we lemon went out cucumber and water, some, to be exact. We went out and bought some warehouse metal halide lights. They were from warehouse lighting. Got the light bulbs. And we ran configuration of one 1,000 light for every six-by-six six growing area. And that was our first crop. And it came out super great, and that's where I started. Wow. wow. I was 21 years old. <laughs> And you're still a pup. A pup? You're a young pup still. I'm 62 now. I know, and I said you're still a young pup. <laughs> hey, now I'm getting ready to be 46, so in my world, you're a freaking young pup. And you just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I actually feel better generally speaking now than I did several years ago because oh well, when you get up to I feel better at forty five than I did at twenty five or thirty five. Well, I mean well, thirty five I was getting better, but yeah, for I'm yeah. Well I, when I was doing mixed martial arts I was in my, probably my best shape, but I don't have time for that now. <laughs> Nor do I have the desire. You a, were you a fight club MMA fighter? <laughs> we 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 had headgear, and uh, we wore like a chest protector. You know, like we yeah no 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 I wouldn't like MMA no, but it was. Uh, uh, well, it was mixed martial arts, but it was we 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 still had some padding on. But yeah, no, we competed and whatever, and you could deliver head blows, but you had like a little head thing on. So when you got kicked in the face, it didn't totally knock your face off. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't get in fights with you anyway, so. Huh. I said, I won't be picking any fights with you anyway, so that's all right. 
Oh, you know, I I really try not to go there because, yeah, I know I can be a mean person. So I'm all about, like, just, you know, like, all I want to do is line out my thousands of shells I found from my trip and, like, just, like, take pictures of my shells. But no, or go, like, we just got rain. So, you know, all I want to do is go, like, look for mushrooms and collect goldenrod right now because it's really blooming and it's a great hist you know antihistamine and it gets mm-hmm. blamed for all the allergies but the beautiful goldenrod the big cone shaped uh t- teeny flowers that are in kind of a a claw shape yeah. those are not responsible for your allergies that is actually medicine for your allergies so, you know, yeah. like don't blame the yeah. beautiful golden the the golden flower. Don't I, blame uh, it. I was just talking to some of my people in Kentucky the other day and they're all geared up for the ginseng season. Oh dude, yeah. No, my buddy Jeff Wink uh Jeff Winkler. Jeff No. I've got a buddy uh who owns a mountain top, not Jeff. Jeff's my mushroom guy. Are you there, Jeff? But anyway, I've got a buddy who owns a mountaintop, and that's where I get my ginseng from because, yeah, it's like there's a specific season. It starts, like, September 1st. It's still going on now. Yeah, yeah, Dad and I are kind of searching for it because we're right on a border, like a very narrow part of Missouri, um, that might yeah. have ginseng, so we we've definitely been out looking. But yeah, I guess if we find it, though, I think we still. I I don't know. I I actually have to look because I you know I've never seen it in Missouri, so I haven't been too concerned. I keep looking for it, but yeah. if we find it, I I, we would probably have to have a license in uh, like everywhere else to harvest it. Yeah. Kentucky's got a lot of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, my buddy's in Arkansas. Well, Mark, and, uh, uh, I have family and friend that lives, you know where the Daniel Boone National Forest is? Uh-huh. In Kentucky? Well, they their yeah. property is adjacent to that. So okay. he owns... He owns several properties down there, and his biggest one, it's uh, about 400 acres, I think it is. But uh, he's got a side of part of a mountain there. Uh, There's got to be probably 15 acres of nothing but ginseng along that. Yeah, ginseng by far is probably the most expensive herb I purchase. Oh, yeah. Uh, because oh, yeah. and and I do have seeds, and so we're going to start cultivating some. But it you can't harvest a medicinal ginseng root until it's seven years old. So right, not right. you know just like the CBD people like to say all you know C, the the hemp CBD people love to say CBD is CBD is CBD. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes. Uh, when you look at the 
perspective of pharmacokinetics, absolutely, CBD is CBD is CBD. However, we, when we are talking about treating disease, we aren't talking about just CBD. We are talking about what? Synergy. We are talking about entourage effect. We are talking about multiple cannabinoids. So not just CBD, and it's not just that CBD is present. Yes, CBD, a CBD molecule, as they like to break it down to the the micro, CBD molecule is a CBD molecule. However, how many CBD molecule, molecules are present in a dose, are very different, right? Right. If I take well, one, one, mil- if I take one gram of Shark Shock and one gram of Charlotte's Web, those are going to be very different cannabinoid oh, profiles. Yeah. Well, uh, we we normally grow. We normally grow ACDC. We grow cannabis. Which is beautiful, and that's what I use a lot. Not that I grow it, you know, I have, but yeah, it uh, it's a wonderful strain. It's a great, it's like a one-to-one, or a 20, well, some of it's no, 20 our, to one. Is it 20 to one? Our, our ACDC, the last time we had tested was 14.8% CBD. Okay. And and uh that's about right around fifteen is about the highest we get out of any strain. Okay. Yeah, the can of sometimes it was a twenty to one, but I wasn't sure. Well, I haven't seen anything like that. Not in my experience anyway. Right, um, right. Well, I keep getting oh, well, these people. You're you're definitely the expert in that area. I'm 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 just kind of speaking and and talking and throwing stuff out. I've learned, you know, like I think I know. And then you know, again, you're you're a fella who does things that I don't. So. <laughs> well, I get I get so tired of the Facebook. People who want to get into an argument about how industrial hemp is just as good as anything else, and I'm yeah, like, oh, no, it's not. Don't, don't even, don't even go there. I don't want to talk about it. Industrial <laughs> hemp is phenomenal, but for different reasons, and and that's well, also yeah. like the the CBD that is comes from the UK. Like, I have a buddy who has Synergy, and their CBD is our CBD strains that are grown in Germany or the Swiss Alps. They're organically grown, and they're allowed to harvest the flower. In the United States and a lot of other places, you're not allowed to harvest the flower. So, not that that produces a lot, but it does produce a lot when you look at stem seeds, roots, 
you know, that kind of, you know, kind of what you would consider the waste, and because hemp pulls, cannabis pulls toxins, so if not appropriately grown, it is going to be very toxic, just like mushrooms. If I have a field of mushrooms that I grow over a very healthy site, and then I have a field of mushrooms that are still going to look very healthy, and I grow them over a nuclear site, now I know there's going to be differences, and I haven't done this. However, guess what? The mushrooms are still going to freaking grow because they remediate, adapt. Yeah, and and we got a lot of these younger guys, especially in the grow groups on Facebook, that keep laughing at some of us older guys that are doing uh, KNF organics and inoculants that, you know. Right, no, you never, never divulge from that. Yeah, these guys are bottle fruit users, and they're laughing at us because they're high tech and we're dinosaurs, and they think yeah. this stuff is totally superior to what we're doing. And but you know what, Floyd? We're kind of going through that with the cannabis oil stuff with the 60 and 90s, so the original, so Rick Simpson protocol. And originally, Rick Simpson used, I think, ISO, or did he use NEPTA? I don't, I think ISO, I'm not sure. I I think it was was NAPTA, but he used, uh, he used, he started, he started with NAPTA, and then I think he switched to the ISO. Yep. Right. And so, even then, and gosh, I hope one night we can have my buddy Dominique on, uh, La Probst on, now he's in Spain, and he's like six hours ahead, so... It'll be some crazy timing, but um, there, there, there is something with Rick's original NEPTA that even though it was semi-toxic, how it processed through the liver, um, it left, you know, it completely cleared the liver, but, but again, it was a 60 and 90 with a 90% oil. Most people don't have that, okay? And, well, again, the, the, for me, an experienced oil is, people, NEPTA and ISO are, you know, you got to pay a lot more attention than ethanol, than, you well, know, like the everywhere. Thing about, the thing about some of these solvents, like the NAPFA and the ISO, they pull, they got a lot of strength as a solvent. They pull. Oh, they pull every fucking thing. Right, right. They pull more cannabinoids than, like, say, ethyl alcohol will do. But, right. like you said, then there's the toxicity side. So, if so it there's the toxicity, but what, Donna, what, what uh, Dominique always said was that the toxicity left in a very quick time. And so there was something with the NEPTA that was more effective with liver cancers, and and I, I I in our old chummy groups, right? So when we go back to the old chummy groups, when we did yeah. all the very long-winded but very well-explained 
crazy, like, all the scientific shit. I mean, it came out as it was scientifically. And I remember it would take me three, four, five, six times. It took me, a, a, you know, a year to understand apigen and DMSO. and some, I mean, it took me years to wrap my brain around some of these things. And hey, but I'm what he said was those, it, the toxicity really pumped the, the medicine into the body if you had the high enough extract. And it, it left very quickly. Well, so, you the, know, the tumor, that, that, that last of those trigger. old school guys, those still features and let, you. And, let, me, let me iterate something here. There's a trigger on those higher toxicity things, and it all comes down to a proper purge. If right. the purge is correct, if the purge is correct and on point, you will be rid of almost every fraction of the toxicity. And Absolutely. I got, I have two different caregivers that are also concentrate makers, and they both swear that ISO for liver cancer and for pancreatic yep. cancer is the best. That's the way you go. That that and that was the Matt Sand stuff. Remember Matt? And I, I hope yeah. it's okay, but he's way off on the other side of the world. But that son of a bitch was with the rest of Chummy and everybody else and Phil Fico and all the original guys. And all those guys were from kind of Europe and they all used ISO. And they were all able to do it safely. Now, those of us in the state said, ooh, 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 we don't have to. So we, you know, my, my polite response is, I don't have to, so I won't. However, I am very torn with my pancreatic and my liver people. And Steve and Phil would be great, great guys to talk to. And we have the Elevation Group. But... Um, those, those particular cancers seem to respond best to medicines made with like ISO and, yeah, and I, I, the, they, they I can't, and I have so many people and everything in my body says you don't use that, it's not good, blah, 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 but everything in our literature and our past history says that shit works. And that was Rick Simpson's. Now, not that well, Rick was I, right. We've come a long way with microdosing and uh, we uh, what what uh, carrier oils we use and whether we predose a fat and whether or not we use lecithin. Yeah, I, I mean, there's the way we come so far from there. For, the only thing I use carrier oils for now is topicals. I don't put it in the but I feel that solvent choice for particular cancers could be oh, fairly important cool. at times. Oh, I mean, here's the deal. I, you know, I, I read all these scientific papers and blah, 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 but the ones I pay more attention to are the caregivers and their experience. 
Well, hell yeah. And high THC with some CBD. So when you have a full plant, synergistic, da-da-da, now for certain cancers, if you need to bump your CBD up to match your THC, hormone-driven cancers, that's different. But otherwise, you need the highest THC oil you can get. And right. you're going to be able to modulate that to work with whatever you you need. And then it goes down mm-hmm. to strain. Do I need daytime? That's Do I need why, nighttime? That's why we're doing the more experimentation with seed stock because we need diversified strains. We need strains all across the board. You know, we need the high THC. Sure. We need the high CBD. Well, and that's why I use my terpenes, though. I add terpenes into, like, when I look at what I think the cannabinoid profiles are of the the product I use to make oil, right? So I don't always have access to the testing I need, but so I'm like, okay. Basically, here's what I've got, and you know, the, and we understand from the extraction points and what we do, and then you know, I mean, ah, shit. It's well, for the greenhouse, on the greenhouse computer system, I developed a spreadsheet, and the spreadsheet is got as many strains on there as it got along with their terpene profiles and their cannabinoid profiles and their percentages profiles. And uh, that's what I'm working on. I'm going to tap back into my teacher world now. <laughs> and, uh, see, because I want a broad spectrum of strains because you need that if you're going to start doing any kind of experimentation into Specific medical need profiles for treatment. That's where the future is, right there. Yeah. You got to learn how to pinpoint profiles for the need that's yep. in front of you. And that's where I think the research, as they, you know, I, my guys right now, what they're trying to get into is the CO2 extractions. But, and those are great, like I told but they're them, still an isolate. They're still an isolate right, because right. you're going to lose isoflavins and flavonoids and, and terpenes. You know, and terpenes. Yeah, that's and, nice. But again, well, adding those things back in, adding those things back in, and we can do it because I'm do I'm and I'm not doing a lot. Okay, like. I'm making a few topicals and some different things. You know, somebody will message me and say, oh, my God, this is what I got going on. Well, shit, you know, let's throw this together and, you know, I'll make a topical and, I've, you know, I've got all my lists of who, what, and topical number what. And, and, and all right. we can do is play with it. Um, but... It, it, regardless of strain, it's it's still all going to come back to gut health and diet and yeah. shit moving. Like, 
I added colloidal silver to my regimen. Yeah. Yep. Hey, somebody's unloading the dishwasher. What did you say? What's going on over there? <laughs> it ain't me. It ain't me. Actually, oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot to. Sorry, I, 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 I dropped the call three or four no, times. No, you're not sorry. You're not. Don't say you're sorry. I keep. I keep calling back in. I keep getting dropped. I forgot to mute up this time. Oh, really? Sorry. Yeah, because yeah, I'm walking around anymore. outside. I got company. No, no sorry. No sorries. No sorries. No sorries. It's all no good. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm all right. funny. Sorry. I found it humorous. We're hanging out. We're around a bonfire. Okay, just continue. Or, just continue like, to do at your dishes. the ocean shore, or you know, I was putting some beer in the fridge. We're all just. We're putting beer in the fridge on the health I call. Like, hey. I posted on my Facebook. <laughs> I didn't. You guys go, Sam, I don't know what the hell the link is, and I know it's the same link every time, but I was like, I just need it now, and thankfully you guys are very accommodating, and you put up with my bullshit, and you gave me the link again, and I was like, hey, yeah. we're not doing anything tonight, we're bullshitting, and, you know, like, tune in if you want, and then goddamn it, Floyd popped know. on, and that was just freaking brilliant. It is. It's awesome. Eric Eric was there. Is, hopefully, Eric, you there? Meet yourself. Ah, Eric's got to be there. Uh, Maybe Eric left the building. Damn it. There he is. Oh, That was him. No, I don't see him. He's got a major delay. Like, Eric can't got, not be got, there. Eric's always got to be there. He's almost like my he's my snuggle buddy right now. <laughs> I love Eric showing up. Yeah, it was. Uh, what? It, it's it, this has yeah. been so interesting. Yeah. I'm still this here. This was yeah. really great, like, just like... Uh, that was, is that, call, who was that now? Like, when I don't know what I'm going to make, and I call it uh, crap in a cabinet, and I just start grabbing shit out and making food, and it's kind of a goulash, and tonight was freaking phenomenal, and I'm so thankful that we, God, we had great call-ins tonight. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet. Well, this oh, is the no, first no, time I was able to. That was the first time I was able to get in because when I called in before, I kept getting booted out. Oh, really? Well, you know what? Heavenly Father, Jehovah God, the universe, everybody was clicking together tonight because how fitting was it? I, I just it all it all fit and worked together. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm well, super I haven't excited. In my clothes clothes like clothes you're so freaking knowledgeable, like awesome. I didn't look in my telescope since last weekend, so 
I don't know oh, how to start. Yeah, you're my telescope guy. My buddy Mike Evans. Mike is a big telescope guy like you too. Well, you know, if I told you some of the stuff I seen, you'd probably say I was delusional. <laughs> Lloyd, I've known you how many years, and I haven't called you delusional yet? Well, I'm telling you something right now, and you can take this as gospel or just think I'm crazy, but there's some wild shit going on up there, and I'm not kidding. Uh, Well, talk about it. This is a well, great place yeah. for that because Goliath? people. Here's let me just yeah, say let me just say this health show. This health show it. is about the whole. This health show is about the whole shebang. Everything. This is about the whole shebang. Life. So you know there's Everything. people that have there's there's people there's people that have expertise. This is what's very important about life. We all have our. Isn't place. It about us? Flat we all have a very important shit. place. We have a very, we all have a very important place to be, and a job to do. We all have a, we we all have a job, maybe several jobs to do. We all have a purpose here. So, your purpose obviously has been to check some seeds and to look out into the sky. So, I want to know about what you've seen. That's really important to me. Me too. Well, let me say, I was in uh, in the upper. Lower Michigan region, if you know the shape of Michigan, is like a mitt. It's mitten. And yep. so it's mitt. If you're like looking at the, if you're looking That's at your uh, index finger, and relate that portion of Michigan to the map, I was in the first knuckle of the index finger in Michigan. Up, it's called Hubbard Hubbard Lake. It's uh, near Alpena, and we went up on hilltop and set the micro, the excuse me, the telescope up, and it was probably, I think it was probably around eleven o'clock at night on Saturday night, and uh, just happened to be looking at the moon that night, and I saw. At first, I told my buddy, I'm like, well, I'm a stone, so you look at it. And he looked at it, and I said, do you see that? And he said, yeah, I see it, but I don't know. So I looked again. He looked again. We both confirmed there was some, I I mean, we didn't see, like, a close detail, but there was some kind of large object moving across the face of the full-lit moon. So I don't know what it was. Huh? Oh, we we had what? a weird, but they explained it through like, you know, color refractionation from whatever's going on in the skies. But we had a reverse, an inverse color thing happen where it was really dark blue through a triangular strip, but then everything else around it was light blue and just uh, in the last, I don't, apparently well, last couple of days. I, I didn't see it, but they were talking about it online locally. Well, if you could, I mean, it's hard to tell how 
I mean, if you take the whole surface of the moon that you can see, and you know this oh, object. Oh, I don't the same thing. And you know this object that you're looking at is actually fairly large size. So if it was some kind of craft, it would have to be pretty darn huge. I mean, like the size of a city or something like that. And its shape was, if you took like a, I don't know how to say it, uh, like not really like a cigar shape, but a rectangle and had it standing straight up and down. And it had a slight glow around it. I couldn't tell what color it was. It was dark, I know that. But it had a light, like a aura, all the way around it. And it was moving across the surface of the moon at a pretty darn quick rate. I mean, fast. Because we, from the time we seen it, on one side of the moon to the other, it was gone in less than a minute. So that's got to be moving pretty darn fast. That was one thing. We've seen other things. Don't know if it's because there's an awful lot of satellites out there. So you can't just say, well, it's a UFO. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff floating around out there, but there's just things that don't seem natural because, you know, a satellite moves at a certain rate, and it ain't fast because they're in an orbit, and they're just going at that orbital speed, which can't be probably more than maybe more than 10,000 miles an hour at the most. But we see objects that have a light source, but they're moving across a big portion of the night sky in in a very high-speed rate. I mean, it's phenomenal the rate they're traveling. You go across a big section of the sky in a couple of seconds, they're really moving. And that ain't no satellite. I don't know what it is, but it ain't no satellite. So that's the kind of things we've been seeing. That's amazing. And you know, if it's if it's some kind of uh, a comet or something like that, it ain't changing directions. It's on a trajectory that's going to be going on a long projection rate. These things are changing directions. Okay, so that's that's not a. I think that's. I think that's really important for people to understand, though. Like, yeah, when things are on a trajectory, so like Asimov or Einstein or, you know, whatever, physics, there is something behind science. It's not made up bullshit. Well, I know there's a natural order of things in physics. And like I said, I know it's not a comet or, you know, something like that when it's on a trajectory and it's going at an arc or whatever across the sky. 
But like I said, these things are changing directions, and they're doing it at a high-speed rate, so that's something else. What it is, who knows? I mean, I certainly don't know. Well, I I don't know that any of us do. (sighs) All I know is I've been looking at the night sky since I was in my early 20s, and I didn't see stuff like that years ago. But, you know, it makes me start thinking along the lines of uh, the book that our friend John Dupree gave us. You know the book? Dana? Which one? No, it's a Urantia. Which one? No. The Urantia book? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Actually, I took it on vacation with me. I haven't really had time to read it, but I know John's been delving into it. Hey, guys, uh, we're... We're over the two-hour mark. We got a time uh, limit? We're we're almost at two hours. Yeah, well, we're we're two hours into into the two hours into the show. Two hours and 11 minutes live. I'm just letting you know. I need to shut it down pretty soon. No, yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're getting ready to Yep. Yeah. Well yeah, it's almost eleven o'clock here. I gotta take my nighttime medication. I got busy and forgot. Before uh well, Floyd, anyone I am listening. so excited you called in. Yeah. That was just a great call. I did some great well, information. All that stuff about the seeds and stuff, that's that's amazing. It's the first time I was actually able to get on before I always got booted out. Yeah. Well, I hope you come back next Tuesday. Well, I might if I can remember. <laughs> hey, Dana, did you see... Uh, about Liz's mother today? I did. We talked on the phone. And, um, of course, Liz, she's just always chugging forward. Such a warrior. Hey, uh, is, there any, but, is there anything else pertaining know, to the health show mom, that you guys wanted to cover? Her mom went exactly as she wanted and what I would have hoped for, which was very quickly in her sleep, she lived a beautiful life of 92 years. And, um, I mean, she found out from diagnosis to death in a week. So, um, and and she had a very lucid, beautiful conversation with Liz on Sunday. Yeah, I was glad to hear that. 
and and that was beautiful. So, you know, um, it was sad, but it was beautiful. Well, you know, he was able to die with dignity. Yeah, well, it was good to call in, and I'm going to sign off for the night. And maybe Thanks for I'll coming over. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back next yep. Tuesday night. Yep. Um, we we do these calls oh, on... Uh, we do, we talk Wood, about, you made we, the show. I mean, you really... That was great. And Eric absolutely. In and, so thank you. What time does it usually start? It's always at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, uh, 6 Pacific. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm on Eastern time. Yeah, we do a health show on, well, I do a health show on uh, Tuesdays with Jeff and Dana. And then on Wednesdays, I do a show, it's a common law show. And then on Saturday, we do a Bible study. And then Jeff and I are currently interviewing uh, somebody who uh, who was uh, in, in the uh, uh, what's it called the Liberty, who was on the Liberty and survived that, and so we're, we're doing yeah, random Liberty. calls and yeah, like, 1967 on June 8th when uh, it got hit. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, let, let me you, if you don't mind just jumping in real quick there. That, that go ahead. Get this on the recording. It's it's so that. What happened on June 8th, 1967, while the Summer of Love was happening in America, to the USS Liberty in a false flag attack that was an inside job with the U.S. government and Israel uh, to make us uh, enter the Six-Day War that was happening between Israel and Egypt. Basically, what they were doing is they they were going to sink the USS Liberty, and they were going to blame it on on, uh, Egypt so we would bomb Cairo. Um, There the Liberty's um, communications were taken out immediately. This ship was not a warship at all. It was an information ship. These men were, they had no weapons. They had no real experience. And um, they were knowingly attacked for over an hour. They took a torpedo. Um, and Ron was 30 feet from the first torpedo. And um, he tells his harrowing story. And several, we're going to do it in several series because Ron can only t- handle talking about it for so long. Um, and um, well, what he's also doing is he's also interestingly healing um, and having some breakthroughs while this is happening. Um, and I while we're doing the show, yeah, I, <clears throat> yeah, I want to get Dana involved in that as well because I want to, I want to get, I want to help Ron with some protocol. Um, and help him heal because he hasn't dealt with the death of his shipmates. And, and Ron was um, Ron had top secret clearance as all the men on that ship did. Ron was uh, responsible for tagging every man on that ship who was killed. Um, and you know there was the ship was attacked and the lifeboats were pushed out into the water with men in them that were injured, and those lifeboats were also shot at and destroyed. Wow. So they broke they broke the Geneva Convention. They attacked one of our ships knowingly. It was it was the first it it was worst false flag attack in modern times as far as 
just how blatant it was. Um, and we have absolutely. ignored this. Were... Right. We have absolutely, we have absolutely ignored this false flag that was absolutely uh, spun as an accident. And there was, you know, ab- absolutely an Israeli pilot who turned around knowing it was a, an American ship and, and he was ordered back and he went back and he continued the attack and he came back to America and put everything down on, on record with an attorney. Um, this was, this is, you know, we have declass- declassified information now. We know that Johnson said he wanted that boat at the bottom of the Mediterranean. That's a hell of a thing for your president to say about you. Right. Mm-hmm. Sworn right. This, when, you sw- when you've sworn Absolutely. an oath to this fucking, or you think you've sworn an oath to this country. And what is very interesting about Ron is he realized what that oath was about a year and a half ago, two years ago, and he denounced his oath finally. He said, he fi- I finally figured it out. I finally, so he had a major breakthrough with that a couple years ago. And now he's having breakthroughs with the healing of the trauma, the actual trauma of the event, because I'm asking him directly, okay, torpedo hit, what happens next? He, he told us. And if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to those recordings again. Because his, his story and the way he tells it, he's so humble. It's amazing. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. You, you know, it's it's something that's so it's as important as nine eleven. You know, it's as important as Pearl Harbor. It's as important as as understanding the, the Gulf of Tonkin. These things are all so important to realize the truth of these events. It's all part of the healing. The truth is the healing. Remedy. The truth is all the remedies in the plants around us. And Gus, you asked me about um, mycelium, right? What's that? Yeah, I did. I asked you, you about had... mycelium. Yeah, you told me you told me it was the root. So I was going to kid around. <clears throat> I was just going to kid around you and say, "Well, it's mycelium. I can't tell you about your psyllium." <laughs> so cool. Well, hey, um, on that note. <laughs> on that note appreciate everybody being here tonight and uh, you guys you guys have a great night we'll be back tomorrow night with Jonathan and and, uh, and John I mean now uh, Sean and we're going to be talking about common law and then Saturday doing a Bible study and then we'll be back on Tuesday thanks with Jeff and Dana yeah, thanks, thanks for coming out thanks and everybody guys. thank you, you can find us Good night. Find us and night. Find us at redressforgovernment.org if you're looking for any more information. <coughs> Dana and Jeff are going to call. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.